Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of anime trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by. Hello, I'm Isabel, and. This is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku topic today is something I'm extraordinarily excited about. It is about anime character types that we, the three of us, would personally date in real life. So. Ah, okay, <laughs> um, I'm really excited for this because I cannot wait to hear what Agnes and Isabel has for us. So I'm going to go ahead and start us off just because I feel like I'm the most predictable out of the three of us. Uh, my character types that I would date and that I'm attracted to is very, very, uh, it's very, very generic. My first one is Sundares. I absolutely love Sundares. I've always loved Sundares and uh, funnily enough, most of my friends I surround myself with are also Sundarees, so clearly I have a type and I tend to go for it. The Sundarees that I tend to resonate more with are, I think, I say Kyo Soma probably jump-started that because that's one of the earliest Sundaree characters I saw out of, like, male characters. And, uh, I mean, granted, Fruits Basket has a huge effect on, like, my personality and my life as a whole, but... I think my love for Kyo probably jump-started that for Sundarees. And I know there's sort of like there's this argument that Sundarees can be very verbally abusive towards their loved ones because they're not good at showcasing their emotions and they're not so good at showing affections and stuff. So it comes out as barbed uh, sentences instead of more uh, romantic ones. But my roommate is a perfect example of that. She is a Sundere through and through. And I literally go through the day with her telling me that I'm stupid. Like she literally, I'll literally look at her. I'll be like, Gina, I, I love you and stuff like that. And she'd be like, mm-hmm. you're dumb. And so um, but obviously I do love her to death. And it's because I'm really well aware of the fact that she cannot emote sort of like the more affectionate uh, emotions towards me. So it always comes out super barbed and like kind of insulting, but it's the, it's the motivation behind it that counts. And I'm really, really good at handling it. Another reason why that uh, I probably work well with Sundarees is because of the fact that my dad kind of is like that as well. He likes teasing the people who he genuinely likes, and he is literally one of the nicest, most polite people in the world towards people who he doesn't really know. And so growing up, I got teased all the time by him, and so I've kind of gotten used to that as a form of showing affection. An anime that showcases like a uh, an genuine tsundere relationship very well, while at the same time being a parody anime, is called My Sweet Tyrant. I don't know if you two have seen this anime before, but essentially in there, uh, Akun is, or his nickname is Akun. Akun is a tsundere to the T. Like he has his soon part and he has his dere part, and um and his girlfriend Nontan has a really good understanding of that. Like, when he's prickly with her, she's like, oh, that's his soon side. And then when he, like, has moments where he gets blushy or he hugs her or shows that sort of actual affection, she's like, oh, he's in his dore mode now and stuff like that. And so that's sort of, like, how my relationship is with all my closest friends a lot of times. And so I, because of that, I also find all Sundere characters to be very, very attractive. So... That's my first type. And then my second type I really like are the awkward guys. Um, 
and this is like, I like I said, I'm so predictable. I always do. Um, I always go for introverts is essentially what it is. Uh, Isabel, I know like you isn't your biggest like anime character favorite no. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely mine because I could tell how awkward he is. And um, and there's like one particular scene in the manga that I, this isn't like spoiling anything plot wise, by the way. This is like this is very, very filler. And so. There's like this panel where Gyu is sitting by himself in his room, essentially being angsty because angsty and awkward. And then Tanjiro's outside going like, Gyu-san, 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 are you in there? And then Gyu's not responding to him. And so Tanjiro's like, okay, I'm coming in. And Gyu's just like, wait, why, why? He's coming in? I didn't even say anything to him. He's like, no, 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 he, he's going away. I must have misheard him. But then Tanjiro just kicks the door in. He's like, ah, and like comes in with smiles. And that's literally how I act with, with all my awkward friends. And friends who originally didn't want to be my friend because they were introverted and they were getting stranger danger signs from me. And so um, I don't know why I'm so attracted to these kinds of people and these kinds of characters, but I, I am really like that in real life. And like, once again, to give you context, my roommate, it took me two months for me to get her to even talk to me because we were in the same class together and I saw her and I was like, I want to befriend her. And she just straight out ignored me. <laughs> and so, when she, and it was like when she finally talked to me, I basically reacted the same way that Tanjiro does when, um, Kana, Kanae? Kano? What was it? Kano? Kanae. But the girl. I don't remember. Uh, mm -hmm. when the when the girl finally was like uh talked to him and Tanjiro was like, Oh, she talked to me and the girl kept going like Sayonara, Sayonara, trying to like trying to just say goodbye, but he just like sat down and started talking to her more. That that was literally how I reacted with my roommate and a lot of my closest friends. So um the most the most recent character is Miyamura, uh who I would totally go for, even though he's in high school and obviously I cannot go for high schoolers anymore. <laughs> but um, but he, I would totally go for him in Horimiya because there was a particular scene where he remembers his childhood and how basically everyone thought he was really weird and he was awkward and he didn't really know how to socialize or to befriend people and stuff like that. Those were the first people I go for in school. Like if I see a kid sitting alone or is ostracized because people think he doesn't really know how to socialize or he's weird and stuff like that, I always sat right down next to them and be like, hey, and they always get this really scared look in their eyes. Like, why the heck is she talking to me? But um, yeah. I don't know. I have a thing for introverts. I have a thing for introverts who aren't really good at showing their emotions and introverts who are just plain awkward. But uh, you two know this about me very well because I've like made that really, really clear a long time. So uh, so I, I'm just going to get my side over with and say these are my types that I would totally date. And I also be friends in real life as well. I actually thought you would be the most unpredictable one because I actually don't understand. Um why you would like those types or go to towards those types. What do you think about extroverted people who come approach you like the way you approach your friends? Oh, I don't like them. 
So, so Gracie is the epitome of the opposites attract, or at least like the opposites platonically attract, right? Because you are ace. So rather, <laughs> and your utter dismissal of extroverted people actually makes it kind of funny. Uh, no, like, I feel like, like it's bad. It's actually pretty bad how much I don't get along with extroverted people. Like my few extroverted friends I have, I am really close to, but lo and uh, lo and behold, when they take a test, their extroversion is so low that they can be an introvert very very easily versus me whose extroversion is like very much in the high range but like real extrovert people who are less ambiverts who are very solidly in the high range like me I just I don't like them and I never go for them and then when they approach me I'm just kind of like please go away can I just bother this introvert beside me instead so. <laughs> I, I have the, the meme in my head the, the, the whole deal do you approach me <laughs> of like two extroverts trying to like regain dominance in the room and there's like a poor introvert in the corner oh, oh my gosh I maybe that's why I don't I don't get along with I mean I wouldn't say I don't get along with it but I definitely don't seek them out but yeah, no, it's a, it's a thing. I've been doing it ever since I was in elementary school is what I said. Like, that new kid who just came in be- and, like, moved from out of state and has no friends, I'm talking to them and basically hanging out with them until they either find their own friend group or they are my friends. And then my the second thing is I always befriended the kids in classes that people didn't like. I... So I have two things fueling me. The first one is I, I am just naturally attracted to introverts. I don't I don't know why, I just am. But the second thing is I had a really rough time adjusting to daycare slash pre-K, so school, because I grew up in a community in a completely Chinese community, like Chinese immigrant community. And so what before I went into daycare, I didn't speak a word of English. And then suddenly I was in daycare and everyone was speaking English and I couldn't understand a single thing they were saying. And it terrified me. And it was essentially, in a a sense, traumatizing. And so, um, and by the way, the daycare and the teachers there were great. They were amazing people and they like held my hands and like made sure they were there every step of the way. But I think the impact it had on me was so big that anytime I see a kid like, even when I before I went to elementary school, when new kids come into the daycare and they're crying because, you know, they're scared and they don't have their parents. I empathize with that so, so much because I understand like I was so distinctly aware of that fear of being completely alone because I like it's crazy because I was probably three years old at most. But I still rem- like I still have memory of it to this day of how scared it was stepping into a land that you can't even understand a single word it was one of the it was one of the loneliest scariest experiences I've ever had probably in my entire life and so Mm -hmm. so when I see kids who are alone I cannot help but empathize with that because I've experienced sort of the worst of the worst from it and so I feel like they need someone to make them to tell them that it's okay and that they aren't alone so I've been doing that before elementary school and then through elementary school all the way through high school and so so yeah I just I just so I like I said I have two things going one is that I really I really do sincerely like those kinds of people I I just am naturally drawn to them but two there's probably an underlying reason of my own childhood experience that's really fueled into who I am today when I go after those 
kinds of people. But uh, yeah, I just I I love them. And even though and yes, I am ace, but I still pursue romantic relationships is what it is. And I I just I don't know. I, I have a thing for them. Let's just put it that way. So <laughs> you have a very specific type and it's introverts, period. Uh, either way swings. <laughs> yeah, basically. Introverts and, well, awkward introverts. Our awkward introverts are so fun. Like I said, when I first tried to talk to my roommate, she just blatantly ignored me, but the look of full panic in her eyes was one of the funniest things I ever saw. And, like, purposefully sat beside her and everything. And, like, now that we roomed together, she was, like, she told me she kept thinking, like, why is this girl following me? Like, why is she sitting yeah. beside me? I don't even know her. But I'm just, like, let's be friends. Let's be friends and so yeah my this is why she always says like she says I embody both the S and the M because because I because <laughs> yeah. of the tsundere part where like I don't mind if someone berates me when I know like they're not actually berating me because it, it's a it's a common common daily occurrence where I'd say something and then I'd be like right and then my roommate goes why are you so stupid and it, like it just it just doesn't bother me at all if anything I think it's really funny and so um and so my roommate's like you embody the m there but then you also embody the s when you hunt us poor awkward introverts down <laughs> because you like seeing us like panic and get really get really confused at why this extreme extrovert is suddenly talking to us and wanting to be our friends and stuff like that so yeah i yeah it, and also i would like to say that you two kind of both embody that those those things anyway so here we are <laughs> Yeah, I'm starting to think we that should, too. <laughs> we should rename the Girl Taku podcast as an extrovert and two introverts. <laughs> an extrovert interrupts two introverts. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a way to put it. I, I, I do agree, though. That's a good way to make friends. Um, in college, I did that once, only one time, because I'm not that type of person who would go out and say, hi, let's be friends. Let's be friends. I'll keep sitting next to you until you talk to me, and we're going to get through this class together. Yeah, I did that once, but we became pretty decent friends which is really interesting i it was like way out of my comfort zone but mm. yeah so you know like thing. yeah like this is exactly with it it's like i said it's the whole kanae thing where she was like she talks to me and he's like oh, he, she talked to me and so she goes sayonara and he just sits down he's like so what do you do what do you like what do you i was like yep there it is that's me that's exactly me so you talk once to me and i'm not letting you go mm -hmm. is essentially what it is so it's a trap but okay, so that's me, very predictable, and this is going to be consistent across the board. Like, that's probably not going to change, in all honesty. I, it hasn't changed since elementary school, so it's definitely not going to change into adulthood. I'm always going to prefer those types when it comes to befriending them and when it comes to feeling attracted towards them and, like, wanting to date them. So, yes, I, I, I'm the type of person who would not mind dating their friends. This is essentially what it is. So, uh I'm going to throw the baton now to Isabel because I do not know who you're going to say and what you're going to pick. So go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you might be. I mean, you were in, or at least you listened listen to our Mr. Love podcast. So I thought, yeah, we talked about types back then and that was interesting too. But yeah, for me, mostly, as my uh, friends like to put it, I usually like like cool like uh more laid back maybe badass characters people i really shouldn't be dating 
<laughs> so it's um, the bad boy type. <laughs> okay, I hate to say that I'm into the bad boy type, but I actually, actually, really, really am. And, uh, but the picture characters I chose, I hope they're not really the bad boy type. But for the longest time, I wanted to date Hewajima Shizuo from Durarara. Oh, yeah, uh, that exudes bad boy energy right there. Ooh, <laughs> spicy. He just smashes everyone. It's just great. I was like, I, I would totally date him, even though. He would probably not make a great boyfriend, but <laughs> he's he's a very loving guy when he likes mm-hmm. you, you know. Yeah, I think that's the he's thing. He's a though. cindere. That's it. <laughs> he actually is on the outside and physically, um, honestly. So he's like one of my characters. Um, other character is Itachi from Naruto as well. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe more emo question mark. Yeah, I was about to say like they, these oh. are. Kind of emo. <laughs> yeah, and then kind of dark in a sense. Um, also, Mikoto Suo from K Project. Oh, that's that's. I also have a thing for Ken's voice. Yes, God bless this man. But yeah, I'm like a diehard fan of him as well. And I guess in real life, in general, I tend to look probably at older guys in general because I. In my mind, I think they're more mature, even though sometimes they might not be. But that's what I think. Uh, so when I was like younger, I'd always look like, oh, someone older or not someone the same age. Like I consider Miyamura too. I was like, maybe I, I would consider him high school, but probably not. And why wouldn't you ultimately consider him? I feel like yeah, he's like very different. Okay. And it's someone I wouldn't approach. So he would be the, a person sitting in the corner of the classroom, and I would be sitting in the other corner of the classroom, and I would just know him. Uh, the only okay. time we would ever interact is if we were working on a project together type thing. Right? Okay, that makes and sense. Then, so I would be attracted to maybe the most popular guy in the class. I feel like that was the case in my high school or middle school. I, like All the girls liked the same guy that I did. <laughs> and we were all Ooh, just the cow senpai's coming this way kind of vibe. <laughs> 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 so that's very very predictable. Like if if if, if a bunch of guys, a uh, bunch of girls like that guy, then I'll be like, I'll I'm be I'll be there. I'll be like the fan. Okay, wait 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 wait. So Us- Usui is also your type then, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. <absolutely. laughs> who who Usui, Usui from Kaichoa Meizama? Oh, Usui. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, spicy. Yeah, because what's funny is while I love Usui, I he mm-hmm. wouldn't really be my type that I would go for because he's too... He's not awkward, <laughs> to say the least. He's neither awkward nor is he a tsundere. And so he's just really cool. And if anything, I would actually mm-hmm. find him intimidating. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. So yeah, I would want Usui to approach me. Okay, so you 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 really do like the cool types. <laughs> I got definitely the cool types. Um, yeah, the other person I have on like wallpapers is uh, Kogami from Psychopaths. Uh, I just, I just think he's bad boy energy right there. <laughs> so I think that's another Kogami's cool though. The type of guy. That Kogami's I like. a really cool character. I yeah. mean, clearly it's more than just the muscles that are attractive, right? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the ambiguous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, so uh, you listed basically all the characters you listed. It's like they all have this sort of 
chill, casual disposition, but then then they can like turn around 180 and like f you up if they want to, like sort of thing. Um, is it is it that contrast that makes it so attractive to you per se? Like、yeah. the fact that they could be so relaxed and yet like. Beat the crap out of you, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I really like the like they're like they have like this really chill vibe when they're not fighting or anything or really have intense emotions about something. But then when they do have intense emotions, like pretty much off the charts or like they fight really hard for it. So in my in my in my opinion, I think they have like strong personalities. They're very like they're their own individual and they stand out. Because I feel like most of these characters, a lot of、um, other people are into as well. So,、um, but yeah, what what I really like is definitely like how determined they are to get to their goal, or they have that passion for something. And in a sense, they're also sensitive towards things. Like for like Shizuo was like really like I think this younger brother thing, like、mm. the older brother thing. So people who are like、um, older siblings in a sense, it's also maybe because I'm an old older sibling, so I feel like I can connect with them more. Ah,、um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that okay, I can understand、yeah. that. There's a there's a bit of a relation that you have with the other person because you both share like that burden of being the older sibling. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that's like one of the, one of the things. Like when when Itachi's story was、uh, when he first revealed his story. At first, I didn't get him、oh. at all, right? But then when、wow. I got him, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <Yeah> . that's <laughs> deep. Oh man, that's really deep. <laughs> yeah. So that really changed my perception of him. I was like, I moved from like Sasuke. I'm like, okay, forget Sasuke. I like Itachi now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Itachi's the true. Like,、homie. what's funny?、Uh, what's funny is, I mean, granted, I don't like Sasuke in the original Naruto series, but now,、mm-hmm. like, where he's, you know, gotten past his trauma in、uh, Boruto, now he's just very awkward, which is his real personality. I'm like, haha, awkward boy, awkward boy. <laughs> so,、mm-hmm. um. So you like Sasuke as a dad now? I do see him as awkward. That's why I'm so thrown off by his,、uh, you know, character now a little bit because he's not acting as he was like when he was younger.、Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't. Know I mean, Sasuke, I Sasuke just went through his hot topic emo phase, and I think he finally mellowed out. <laughs> and when he mellowed out, he's just an awkward dad, which is the best thing in the world. <laughs> so- It's <laughs> like watching him be awkward is literally my my favorite thing of Boruto. I don't even watch the series. I just find <laughs> moments where Sasuke is awkward. I'm just like,、hey, look at him. He's so awkward. <laughs> so,、um, yeah. See, the inner S had come out of Gracie just now. <laughs> see, this is why,、yeah. like I said, my that's why my roommate's like, you are somehow both an S and an M because you like getting berated by me, and yet you also take pleasure when I squirm. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway,、uh, I, my other question for you, Isabel, is: Do you also think maybe confidence is another thing on why you feel these people are attractive? Because I feel like you can't really have that sort of chill, casual. Calm sort of mode, and then be able to like turn around and be so skilled and stuff without being inherently confident in like your abilities and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's actually true. I didn't think about that, but yeah, with the characters,、um, I feel like yeah, they're definitely confident in their own physical abilities or maybe powers. So that's why they're able like turn the tables. So I guess I'm attracted to that confidence as well,、um, because if you're confident, I feel like you you feel like you can do anything. So it's nice to see that on the other side. Something that I aspire to, you know, be fully confident in as well, whether it's in life、oh. or goals or anything like that. So I think that's a pretty good, 
thing that you pointed out there too. So out of all the guys you just mentioned, who do you favor oh. the most? <laughs> who would you, if all of them asked you out on a date right now, who would you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. The answer is obvious. It's Kenjiro Suda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, yeah. I would go out with Mr. Suo. Probably. The, <laughs> speaking of, would that mean that would you also go out with Mr. House Husband? Oh, yes, actually. <laughs> Straight off the bat. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. I read the manga and I was and I was blown away by his actions and stuff. I was like, he would be nice to date, right? Or, you know. Yeah, like, he's such a good husband. Great husband. Absolutely. Actually marriageable material. Exactly. exactly. I can't cook that much or I don't cook so great. So I'm like, okay, like, great. You can take care of that. And if he likes it, even better. So. Man, he makes cute bentos for his wife every morning. <laughs> Who has the dedication to do that? Fun fact, um, the the promo that Suda participated in for, uh, Suda-san participated in for The Way of the House Husband the bento box that was being used there is his actual wife's bento box. So if you want to really over yeah. something, yeah. Wow. Tsuda Sun is too OP. <laughs> Actually too OP. He's like transcended above all of us. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We got we gotta save our thoughts for Sudasan though, because we have a topic <laughs> later for our favorite male Seiyu, so we can't have this. Oh <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. I feel like it should not be named male seiyus. It should just be Kenjiro Tsuda at that point. <laughs> it's just like erased. Okay, but yeah, yeah, but, but save, save it, save it, save it, guys. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> All right, uh, passing the baton to... Wait, unless you have another type, uh, Isabel, or is that your main one? Uh, no, I mean, that's pretty much my main one. Um the thing is, it's so funny that I say all these characters, and then the person I'm actually dating right now is kind of the opposite of all of them. And he, he's really, he, I feel like he's much more bubbly. He's kind of like a guy version of you, Gracie, I want to say. That approached me. Yeah. So, it's just so different. And uh, yeah, I started considering, I was like, maybe I should go, maybe I, sh- I maybe I should give, you know, the other side a chance or like, you know, like a different personality type of chance mm-hmm. instead of having someone who's like, kind of like me, like relaxed or chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's definitely passionate in what he does. So he's very different. And so far, so far, we've been doing pretty well. So I like that so far. So um, does he have my MBTI then? <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't tested him on that. He apparently has not taken the test yet. So I definitely Why would you? That is the first thing you should have done. Is <laughs> Gracie, not everybody <laughs> takes the MBTI yeah, exactly. test. Not everyone wants to take the test. And some people I realize like they're like, oh, this test is too long. So they don't want to take it. So I just. I or just they're like, want- this test is like bonkers. Like it's not scientifically proven or just really hesitant on taking it. So. Well, I have a few words for those people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Gracie, you want everyone to take their MBTI. Literally, the so my first time when I lived in an apartment, I have three roommates, all three of them whom I'm still really close to today. And the first thing that night when we all moved in was we were in the living room and I was like, what are your MBTIs? And they're like, we don't know. Like, we don't even know what it is. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you guys are taking it right now. <laughs> and so, wow, Gracie. Um, and then we spent the whole night discussing the results and what it means to them as a person. And yes, I'm very demanding. <laughs> <laughs> 
So S M N D, sadist, masochist, and demanding. <laughs> Demanding. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you dating a kind of male version of me has been going well. I'm quite flattered with that fact. <laughs> yes. So does that, I guess, would you say he's pretty similar to Tanjiro then, your boyfriend? I would say so, yeah. He's very outgoing. Very Defi- cute. Definitely more outgoing than me. And uh, he knows that I like badass characters, so he tries to act like a bad boy. He's Aww. like, all girls like bad boys. Oh, <laughs> wait, that's cute. Aww, Hold that's up. So <laughs> Hold up. That's really he does it's so cute. I can't stop. It's just so funny. It's also funny to tease him because he's also so, like, one... Uh, I feel like sometimes he's so focused on one thing, he doesn't see anything else around him. And I have to tell him, hello, poke. I like poke. And like, there's something else here. Or you forgot about me. Or you forgot about this. You forgot about me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he just has the same qualities. He's very confident in what he does usually, and he's uh, usually the first person to get like his friends all together. I feel like yeah, that's like the same thing as you, Grace. Like, hey, we're gonna do this to- all together, right? And he's the one to usually start that with his friends and with me as well. So I really do appreciate that. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> he does sound very similar to me, so I am very <laughs> flattered by this, <laughs> especially that it's going well so far. So, <laughs> but yeah. We can go on to Agnes passing the baton to you. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be interesting. Um, for the record, on for the record at this current moment, I am not dating anybody. So everything I have here is projections. Uh, I don't even know what my actual dating type is, but we'll see how it goes from here. Um, another thing to note, like the characters that I thirst over is another separate story as well. So that's kept for a separate it's podcast. It's okay, we have a topic like that coming up. Continue. I know, I know we do. And that's the problem. It was hard to differentiate between the two and make it like, okay, who's actually dateable versus who's actually just hot in general, right? Um, I guess like I had to use the process of elimination of the uh, um, uh, FMK right? The game where it's like you would have sex with them, you would marry them, or like you would kill them, right? So I just like use that process of elimination, like figure out like where they belong in their separate groups. Uh, So if I were to go to characters that I would date the most, Haiji Kyose from Run With The Wind is a very good option in my book. Um, For one, he's like, he's stupidly good at cooking. I cook, but I have to admire the fact that he cooks for to support literally 10 plus people in his entire boarding house, which is a phenomenal feat that I can't do currently. So I think that's like super admirable. I'm also stupidly biased towards people who are athletically inclined because I also did a lot of athletics when I was in high school and I tried to keep up with it in college. So I'm very much like into people who actively work out or are seeking to do like, um, to do an extraneous activity like hiking, biking, swimming, and things like that. And I also am naturally drawn to people who have a lot of ambition. A lot of my friends that I've seen or interacted with, especially during college and also people online, they're usually people who have very high aspirations, but they have a means to reach that vision. Like, they're not a dreamer where they're just like, oh, I want to be X, Y, and Z, but then they kind of, like, flounder, they get emotions all tied up and things like that. I'm more attracted to, like, Haiji, where he has a dream, he wants to compete the Hakone, and he wants to get over his knee injury, and he takes 
uh, deliberate steps, to, literal steps, steps to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, he rebuilt himself from ground up from his sports injury. And to make sure that he has a team for Hakone, he kind of meant, he kind of deviously lured them into this really cheap boarding house, paid for all their food, made a schedule regimen for them and pushed themselves until they reached that goal, which I think is like super admirable because I, my personality type is like go with the flow kind of thing. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, so I admire people who can like actually set themselves on a schedule and work up towards that. So out of curiosity, because I think some people would find what Haiji did to be kind of manipulative. So you don't mind that fact at all. Because in a way, he was sort of manipulating the situation, though obviously not out of bad intentions so here's, at all. Here's the, the flip side. Okay. They're in college. Every college student is desperate for food. <laughs> and at true. one point, you <laughs> are going to have to take anything that you can to get free room cheap boarding and food and have a roof to live under while you study your butt off in university. So at the end of the day, like I feel like the characters kind of resigned themselves towards it. It couldn't be seen as toxic because, you know, Heidi's not letting them do whatever, but he did leave them a room to choose. They could leave. Technically, they're not bound by a contract. He says you could leave, but there are non there are much more expensive places to live while you're attending university here. Nobody cooks for you for free. And on top of that, there was one very good character who had an option to choose. He was currently dating somebody on the side, but because he got caught up in the running part, the marathon part of uh, Hakone, he started neglecting her a lot uh, just because he couldn't pay attention to her and he was really busy. And so at one point, he had the option to stay with her and pick her or to continue this reckless pursuit with Haiji. And in the end, he chose Haiji, but Haiji never forced him to choose. That's my take, at least. Because mm. I understand, like, the rigor and the need to, like, go towards a specific activity or sport. And if you can't make the cut, it is your decision to leave. It's nobody else's. And Haiji never enforces that. He never says, like, you can't leave. Right. So then, out of curiosity, because everyone's levels of what they think is manipulative is obviously different. And so, out of curiosity, like, where would you draw the line when the way, with the way that Haiji was gathering the team and, um, you know, sort of setting, setting things up? Like, like, what would he have done where you would have been like, oh, I'm not okay with this, and now it's like full-blown manipulation in your eyes sort of thing? It would be full-blown manipulation if he didn't let me leave. If I told him straight up, like, hi, I want to move to a different apartment and I already found a place. And if he's trying to make excuses like, oh, like you can't leave because we're good friends or something like that. No, that's a big red flag. Mm-hmm. That's basically like being initiated into a cult. I've seen people get into situations that were actually getting involved in some very weird cults. And I see all the signs everywhere. I know what it looks like. Um, so Haiji is a, a very mild example of somebody who's just being extraordinarily devious. Okay. But he doesn't force anybody. So another instance in Run With The Wind is another character. He is, he's one of the board members. He actually is a lawyer student and lawyer students are very busy. And in the entire series, I think up until the end of the first season, he was very anti, I'm not going to run. I just live here, but I'm not going to run for you. I have other things to do. I'm busy as a law student and I don't, I go clubbing and I DJ. Like that's the thing I like to do. And then afterwards, like, he figured out, like, well, you know, this running thing might be worth it as well at the end of the day. Still, everything is up to his own discretion. Everything is up to his own decision and to his own, like, uh, determination if he wants to do it or not. 
Haiji never enforces it on anyone afterwards. Right. So it's like Haiji being intelligent in how he tries to convince the people is fine because as long as as the choice is ultimately still in their hands, he's not in any sense or form like forcing anyone to do anything. Right. And if you look at all, and if you look at all the 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 people who run with him, they're all functioning college students. If you weren't a functioning college student and you were initiated into a cult like this, your grades would immediately drop. You would not be going to classes. You, I actually had a case of this once that I knew somebody who kind of got initiated into a cult, and she basically went like, "Oh, you know, they kind of enlightened me and told me like, you know, grades don't matter anymore." Oh no! And I was shocked. I was absolutely furious because I know that she's a very hardworking person and that she would have never let her grades stoop that low by like missing a couple assignments here and there just letting it stack up that's a sign that you're starting to get into a cult okay now that you mentioned a real life story regarding a cult what happened where is she is she okay yeah. were you able to <laughs> talk some sense into her like mm-hmm she managed to separate herself out of it i had to do some intervention it was really messy it mangled our relationship quite a bit and Mm. she found other friends which is fine i don't like to associate myself with them but i hope she's doing better that's it that's that's all i have because i'm not the type of person who like intervenes and sticks with you for a long time i'm the type of person that's like you chose what you wanted to choose i like to give people a free the freedom to do whatever that they want because i myself don't like to be restricted by somebody telling me things that i have to do you make your own choices, but you also have to own up to your own mistakes and live through it and then improve on yourself. No one's going to handhold your way through. Right. That Dang. makes sense. In a sense, I feel like that's kind of like Haiji. Um, he would tell you what Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your choice but to live on, your life if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the but on the dif- flip side, like... The only difference is Haiji's more of a mom when he cooks. <laughs> no, Haiji's an actual mom. He's an actual... <laughs> like, there's, a, there's that one episode where he's like... Oh, I think it was like, Kakuru forgot his bento box. He literally runs out in an apron holding a bento box. He's like, son, you forgot your bento box. I'm like, (laughs) which college student is that much of a mom? (laughs) a good man who's not afraid to wear his pink apron and run out. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, like he, he literally just runs out and gives bentos to everybody. He's really sweet about it. And that unlike a lot of sports coaches where they push you to your maximum, but they don't show you how you can improve... Haiji and Kakuru like sit down and figure out like the deficiencies in each of the characters and build a regiment around themselves. Um, like for instance, Prince is the weakest. He's literally a, a, yep. a, a hikomori, right? He's a shut-in. All he just does is he reads. And they figure out a way to help him fi- uh, like straighten up his back and run properly instead of like hunkered down like his usual self and just kind of like flailing. And they work on other characters too, like Nico Senpai, who was um, who was a former track athlete, but because he was so bulky, he was not recommended for the track team. So they worked on like decreasing his weight and things like that. So they 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 actually Haiji is caring enough to tailorize all of their sport their schedules, their sports regimen to each person. I wouldn't do that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think is admirable about Haiji is that he actually cares for his teammates and wants them to succeed. Versus that just force everybody to run repeatedly. He did do that in the first couple episodes. I think it's for like the sh- the sh- um the laughs and the giggles. But afterwards, you really see him dedicate himself for it. Mm. So um, I know we just spent a long time discussing Haiji, but <laughs> who else? Uh, like who else falls into his spectrum per se? Where it's like ambitious mom, maybe I don't know what the right ambitious term is. mom. <laughs> 
Actually, this next character is not ambitious, Mom. It's Yotaro from uh, Showa Genroku Rakuko Shinju. Oh. Uh, he embodies the more goofy type of character. I generally very much like goofy characters in anime, regardless if they're male or female. I have like a great hoot just watching them. <laughs> uh, but the one thing I love about Yotaro is that he's non-conventional and that he... I guess like this might be a trigger word. I'm not sure. He's a feminist overall. <laughs> I really like the fact that because Yotaro came from such... Um, from very low beginnings, he's very open to the idea of people like rising up to take up the challenge because Rakugo was a profession that was gender-locked. It was primarily for men and women were restricted from actually entering the Rakugo world unless they were playing like, you know, the back sh- background instruments like the shamisen. But in uh, Genroku Rakugo, there is a female character called Konatsu, and Konatsu aspires to become a Rakugo practitioner. So she and Yotaro would like sit down, and he actively supports her throughout the entire series. Gradually, she eventually became a Rakugo practitioner, but it was because of his own, um, because he encouraged her to do it, and he kind of like pushed her out on the stage to be like, "Hey, try it out." And she eventually like found rekindled her passion to become. Like a Rakugo Yeah, no, I, re- I remember that. I mean, I really like Yotaro as a character. Definitely not the person I would feel attracted to to date, per se, but, like, like him as a person. I, I remember thinking that it was really great how in the story it was almost like she wanted to uphold tradition or she was scared to be yeah. more forward about what she wants because she feels like there is a tradition to be followed. And he was like, and he's the one who's like, what? You're great. Who cares? You know, like, just yeah, exactly. And that's, <laughs> that's what I love about Yotoro is that he's okay with saying like, you are doing great. Don't slap on that imposter syndrome on you. You're doing fantastic. Keep it up, babe. I guess like, I guess Haiji and Yotoro are like proud moms, question mark. <laughs> Proud mom energy. They're very parental. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they're very parental. So maybe my type is somebody who is like potentially very parental, but in the sense that they're super supportive. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, They won't question things that you've done wrong, but they'll actively work to help you repair it and then become a better person. But I do feel like you do like having a drop of goofiness because Haiji is also. I do. So. Haiji is so goofy because, like, th- what was it? It was that one run where they did with uh, Prince, where it was his last run to qualify for the the Hakone uh, exa- uh, the Hakone run, and you can see as like they just finished, like Haiji is like swinging his arms around yes! and has the I most befuddled <laughs> expression ever. It's hilarious. <laughs> He's like the most hyped out of all of them. <laughs> I guess like I like goofy characters because I myself like laughter i like joy and i like general happiness spread in the room sometimes i'm the one that initiates sometimes it's the other person but it eases a lot of tension out of people and i think laughing is like a a great cure for anybody so not to do with anime but like along this type what did you did you like kid flash from young justice Kid Flash, I thought, was really quirky. I didn't like him in the sense, like, oh my god, he's my favorite character. Because I do like very stoic characters as well. Right. But it was a character that I could be very comfortable around. Okay, got it. Uh, so you like parentals. Um, <laughs> parental? That sounds so bad. It's like, you know, like... 
it, it's, so, it's so weird when you put it that way. I'm just I, I, like, I, I am I crossing to, I, a forbidden I, I, I line? Some people naturally have like a more parental personality, you know? Like, the daddy or mommy personality, I, I see, I, like, I see. I tried to think of other anime characters that embody that, but I guess I would have to think of adult characters, which is a little rarer in anime, so... Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I I know you guys have talked about Horimiya and you talked about like Miyamuru, mm. and I immediately dismissed Miyamuru because I'm like he's in high school. I don't really care for Miyamuru. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's sad because definitely at one point I still remember the days when the anime characters I watched that I had crushes on were older than me, and then suddenly now I'm older than them. And <laughs> Well, at that point, like, hopefully you've matured, and hopefully, like, you've moved on to, like, greater character uh, introspection for others. Because at some point, like, you kind of grow out of your old crushes, and you're just like, oh, they were just aesthetically pleasing, or oh, they just embodied, like, some character traits, but it's highly unhealthy, for instance, and you just kind of move on, you know? It's, it's, it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. I I will say my choices of, like, who I thirsted over as, uh, as a teenager or as a kid was more eclectic because I also thirsted over Kakashi and Usui and like oh who did it who did it (laughs) true very true but like I who I thirsted over was a much broader scale because like you said aesthetics as well as context of the story and stuff like that but as I got older it became more and more streamlined until and until finally today where I'm like oh yes Awkward boys and tsundere's, those are the ones, and I always go for them in real life, too, so... <laughs> yeah. That's Do you perfect. have a third character as yeah, an example? More. I actually did not have time to look up a third character. That's all I had. I, like, I guess, like, the okay. one the one that I think is the most that stayed with me from that phase of, like, yeah, oh my god, I love, like, hot guys, mm-hmm. to, like, currently... I guess it'd be Hawk from Akatsuki no Yona. Oh. Hawk, Hawk is good, yeah. Yeah, Hawk is hot. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this should have gone in the in the in the other podcast. But Hawk I think is a is a great character. He has that little bit of a like the one that teases you yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe. Which I definitely agree is like very attracting and he's he knows when to curtail it as well. Mm-hmm. He's not like the type to like fully berate you and he's or he's not the type to like suddenly go mute and silent. But he he holds himself pretty well. And he's of course, you know, he's like the he's a warrior, right? So like just, obviously athletically inclined. I just realized Hawk is a perfect blend of both Isabel's types and and your types, Agnes, because he has the whole Isabel cool thing where you know he's super <laughs> chill and casual, but turn around and he can beat you up like sort of thing he's he's the he's known as the black dragon for that reason <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's funny because the dragons call him the monster he's just like excuse me i'm the only human here and everyone's like no you're kind of the monster here so um but it's like he embodies that part of like what isabel likes but then he embodies like what you like where he is more parental i mean look at the way he treats like the tribe members who are younger than him and stuff like that like oh yeah yeah that was nice yeah like he mentors them and he's pretty like funny and kind of teasing in a way so it literally blends both of you two and what you guys like together so Hawk is the pinnacle. Hawk is the answer. Hawk is the answer. I don't... What's funny is while I find Hawk extremely attractive, I... Once again, I don't think he's the type I would go for. So, if anything, I'd probably be scared of him. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like yep, cool guys, but I'm scared of cool guys. So <laughs> So then would you go for Sheena then from Yokatsuki no Yona? Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> you got it. It's the the quiet, I'm in the corner, please ignore me vibes. I, introvert vibes. Like the minute I meet him, I met him in the anime, I was like, can I like wrap him in a gift box and just send it to me? Because <laughs> like, I want to be friends with him and I want to talk to him and I want to watch him be awkward because I'm talking to him. <laughs> <And so laughs> All right, Isabel, I think we know what we're going to get Gracie for her next birthday oh, or God. Christmas yeah. present. <laughs> Bakshina doesn't sound too bad. Just yeah? Valentine's Day? No problem. Ooh. No, guys, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the plushies. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I already have a Giyu plushie sitting on my desk. We don't need more, so... <laughs> you say that, but you accumulate that many introverts anyway. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, I collect introverts. I don't know, I just I just like them. I don't You're have- a collector. <laughs> huh? <laughs> You're a collector. <laughs> a collector of the introverts. I I still remember in elementary school. I was in my first grade. I think first grade. Uh, no, it was third grade. One of the one of the boys got really ostracized by the class. I still to this day don't know why people ostracized him. I thought he was nice. And so, um, but he just sat by himself because no one wanted to be friends with him. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit beside him. And so I sat beside him and that pure look of panic in his eyes when he saw someone sitting beside him was probably one of the funniest things I ever saw, oh especially because the minute I sat down, I'm like, hi, my name's Gracie. La, 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 la. And I start talking up a storm and he's just like, what is going on and so mm-hmm. um, are you still friends with him no so or do you keep in touch no no no. so he moved and so and this uh, was before the age of social media so i have no idea where he where he went essentially well you could always look him up i don't know his last name <laughs> i like i don't remember uh, yeah. that's difficult uh, do you have a yeah. yearbook no, I like no, I um. didn't buy yearbooks either. And so or my family didn't buy yearbooks either. Yeah, no, a lot of, that's that's honestly how I made a lot of my friends, which, you know, if you haven't seen the Fruits Basket influence yet, now you are. Um the uh but it's like I always like I said, I always befriending the new kids who moved because they literally don't have friends and if they find a better friend group that you know they get along with more that's totally fine you know but then I'm always like I'm always sort of there with them for the first few days while they get accustomed and then the second people I go for are the ones who get ostracized a lot or um or it's just people who others don't like and I just I don't even understand why they don't like them and so what's funny is i ended up befriending a lot of the students in class that are troublemakers like teachers had a hard time controlling them and like the teachers would actually ask me to tell them something to listen to them because they would listen to me more than the teachers did which was also very weird because i was just like i don't know if you guys just stop being judgmental towards them maybe they'll actually start listening to you but that's that's a whole nother thing yeah um interesting (laughs) yeah i've always i've always attracted those kinds of people and i've always went after those kinds of people my mom says my mom says like going to school for those parent teacher conferences is always really interesting for her because it's like it's like one of those like open house nights where you meet all the parents and then 
there will be a lot of parents who approach her. They'd be like, you're Gracie's mom because I'm the only Asian in class. So obviously that's my mom. <laughs> and so because um, I grew up in an area where there's not a lot of Asians. And so um, and so they would parents would approach her all the time and be like, oh, you're Gracie's mom. Like, you know, my son or my daughter talks about you all the time and how like, you oh. know, she talks to the she talks to them even though no one else would and stuff like that. My mom's just like, really, really? Because <laughs> it's not like I tell her these things. And so she's just confused. And then she comes home and she's like do you know so and so because the parents were really happy to see me and stuff like that I'd be like oh yeah and then like I I tell her the story and stuff like that but like I said there, there's 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 two levels going on here with me because once again I am very motivated by this extreme um by this extreme memory of fear from when I entered daycare not able to understand or speak a single word of English and so uh, and so knowing that loneliness and what that loneliness feels like and so empathizing with people who are essentially ostracized and feel that loneliness every day, like I can't even imagine what it's like. And so that's why I always approach them and talk to that. So that's like one level. But as it continued into college, it, it also became very clear that I just like finding these people and seeking mm-hmm. them out and like talking to them and stuff like that. So it's twofold now. <laughs> fascinating <laughs> actually fascinating really why <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't meet i guess like maybe i was the type where it's like introverts like introverts kind of cluster together at one point mm. so i never actually met somebody who's as extroverted as you and who found like a deep interest in introverts cuz when my experience like introverts gather together and they stay together they're like a they're like a um a a herd pack, you know, like a pack of zebras or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> They're navigating yeah, through the uh, the social dangers called life, and they, <laughs> they don't want to like be like torn apart by things like anxiety, depression, being forced to do public speaking. So they all kind of like cluster together. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was my nerd group, like in middle school and high school. Like there was never a time that we we did stray eventually. When you know you go your separate ways, you discover your own passions and things like that. But you primarily stay in that group together. I never actually met an extrovert until like I started going to college where I met what? people from like, all the different places. Yeah. Most of the people that I surrounded myself with were like anime fans. So by default, they were ex introverts. I would have been hijacking your group like crazy if I was in your class. You would have been like the imposter in Among Us. <laughs> just like interject <laughs> yourself I'm not in even there. I'm trying to be an imposter. I'm just like, hi guys, I'm really bubbly and I talk a lot and so and I like people. <laughs> so, um, Oh gosh, I I do want to point out for you though, Agnes. You say that you um didn't really like me an extrovert everything until college. That you mostly hung out with introverts, but the guys you picked today are all extroverts. So <laughs> I mean, it's probably because I am attracted to those types. Also, because I'm an introvert. But it's like it's hard to find extroverts that won't make you tired. Uh, oh, yeah. there's I knew a lot of extra you're, you're fine Grace you're totally fine but there are some extroverts that I know that can't keep their mouth shut they just keep blabbing blah 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 and I just deflate like yeah. I I completely like zone out I can turn off my brain and I don't want to talk to them it's too much energy to consume versus there are some good extroverts and ambiverts like yourself who know how to gauge themselves in social situations and you actually blend in very well with the group dynamic and those people are the people I can get behind or people that I do find attractive. 
So I am the imposter. Got it? (laughs) (laughs) You are the imposter. (laughs) Actually, so that leads me to also a question for you, Isabel, because I know, I mean, based on what you said of your current boyfriend, he sounds like an extrovert, at least. So, like, um, and then the cool guys tend to be introverts. Tend. Um, Sometimes there will be Mm -hmm. extroverts, obviously, but they tend to be introverts. Do you, what do you think about your current boyfriend's extroversion? Like, does it, like, obviously it's not tiring you out yet because you guys are clearly in a relationship and you're happy in the relationship. But it's like, what what was it like sort of having that comparison, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. It's totally different. Sometimes I do have to tell him that I'm a little tired. I'm not even talking most of the time. Maybe he's talking most of the time. I'll be like, I'm tired. It's time to go to sleep. Like, it's so weird. Like, I <laughs> you just roll over and sleep. Yeah, the extrovert is talking so much, and I'm like, I'm getting tired. I'm not even saying a word, <laughs> but I get mentally tired. Um, but he's able to balance that. Like, um, so he knows like when he um, he's silent when he does things. For example, like when we play chess together, he's like so focused. Whereas I'm playing chess, but I actually want to talk while I'm playing, which is very different. Oh, that's cute. That's a cute reversal. That's adorable. (laughs) Yeah, like the first time we played chess, I was like, I thought we were going to have a nice conversation, but this has turned into a little bit of a silent competition here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so there are moments like that. So I think it balances out very well. And um, yeah, otherwise he just uh, surrounds himself with music a lot too. So that's Mm -hmm. nice. Um, and it's not music that I hate or anything, so uh, that's fine as well. Uh, so we kind of find our own things to do, and um, kind of you know that that's all part of, part of relationship too, trying to balance out right. what the other person likes and what the other person doesn't. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to remember this and check in on you later, Isabel, especially since, uh, you know, with your current relationship and if it like works all the way till the end and you two get married or something like that. I mean, obviously, because <laughs> I know you just start, or yeah. I mean, not just just started, but it's it relatively year, so. new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But like, I do want to ask later if the relationship, you know, you know, ends in marriage to be like, has your type <laughs> changed in anime? <laughs> <laughs> that is what I, I feel like in mind. <laughs> if we ever get married and we invite Gracie to the, the ceremony, the first thing she's going to ask is not congratulations. It's did he match your type? <laughs> or did they match your type? No, that will be my first MBTI. question. I'll, like, I'll, 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 it'll be an engagement. No, no, her first question is, what's their MBTI? Yeah. That's her first question first. <laughs> no, the MBTI should have already been known at that point. Okay, so that's not that's a non-question at that point. By the second, by the engagement party, I'm going to come. I'm going to be like, so, Isabel, has your character type that you would date changed now in anime? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, we got to wrap this up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that was really fun. And also, that was really cute hearing about yourself. You should share these stuff with us more often, Isabel. (laughs) But I will. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed us fangirling and discussing about the character types in anime and, you know, who we would date, who we would feel attracted to. And I hope you will join us next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.